Hello everyone, I'm Tony. And I'm Alex. And, and we're, we're Inside Information. Information. Today we'll be discussing Fight Club made in 1999. Tell me about it, Alex. So Fight Club was released on November 11th of 1999. It was directed by, I think, I'm not 100% sure about this, David Fincher. Yeah. He's also the director of Zodiac, Gone Girl, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Uh, the Social Network as well. Oh, and Seven. Oh, seven. Yeah, that one. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. So oh, he really likes working with Brad Pitt. And yeah, Brad Pitt is in a lot, few of his he's movies. In, uh, he's in a lot of them, actually. I think he's, he might be in... No, no, he's not in all of them. But anyways, the this movie is actually based off of a novel that has two sequels. Mm -hmm. It was released in 1996. It's by Chuck, and forgive me, I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. Paolo Nuik, I think. I am not 100% sure. And it was the book was actually inspired by an actual fight that the author had, mm -hmm. and so he said that he went to work and he and nobody said anything. Yeah, that they just thought of him as normal. So he that sort of inspired him to write this novel, which ended up being the movie, and it made the movie. Yeah, and so Fight Club had a, a budget of sixty one million, if I remember correctly, and made roughly one hundred and one point two million. It's not that bad. It's not that bad, but I mean, at first it wasn't a popular movie, and the studio actually prepared for big losses because they didn't like the film when yeah. it was released. But the home release really brought it back to life, and now it's regarded as a cult classic, I guess you can say. Yes. Yeah, sure. And I mean, a lot of people know it. It has stars such as Edward Norton, That's uh, a good Jared Leto, yeah. Brad Pitt, obviously, mm -hmm. and a rock star named Meatloaf. Also, Helena Bonham Carter. Cool, cool. Yeah, I like Edward Norton. He was the Hulk at one point. Though we don't oh, talk about yeah. that. Yeah, we're not gonna <laughs> mention that movie. Yeah. Anyways, let's get right into the questions. Yeah, what did you think of the beginning? The beginning. I mean, it starts with him sort of explaining his life. I guess the narrator. It, like the narrator. Yeah, mm -hmm. it starts with him explaining his life. You know, he's called the narrator because his name is actually never mentioned in the film. That's so true. the odd. only names that we know in there are really Marla, Tyler Durden, and a bunch of other characters there. Yeah, which we'll get more into. And so I thought it. it I thought it was kind of honestly. He was. It was pretty obviously that he was depressed. Yeah, and he had no point in life. And I think he was kind of. You know, just going through the motions rather than actually enjoying life, I guess you can say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I guess it was kind of a point to make with the bleak beginning. Yeah. Sort of showing what he was like and why his mind was so twisted, I guess you can say, why he was at that point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, then why would you think he was an insomniac? I think probably the stress of his work. I mean, I don't know how insomnia works exactly, but I do know that it causes restless nights and i mean i have had some of those yeah a lot of times but it's still interesting to see you know the character also edward norton did a really good job in acting as that yes he was, good he was a great actor in this role i wouldn't say perfect but like i wouldn't expect him to be perfect but he mm -hmm. did a really good job i'd say yeah yeah and what do you think of marla marla so marla comes in later in the film after he we know that he goes to support groups of illnesses and things like that that he doesn't really suffer from just to feel loved or happiness or some type of thing like that. And so Marla there, I think, serves as a reminder of what he's lying about. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, Marla doesn't have that either. Of course, we can see that by some of the support groups that she's going to, which are pretty much all of his. Yep. And so we see that... It, they have this little game and they make a deal at one point and mm -hmm. I 
I kind of thought that Marlo was an interesting character mm-hmm. because of that thing. Sort yeah. Of. And I mean, I guess it does make sense a little that he hates her so much because of him uh, being reminded constantly about how much of a liar he is and how much of a fraud. Yeah, that, that must suck, being that constantly reminded suck. of that. But um, that also leads me to ask you about Tyler Durden. Durden. Correct? Yeah. Durden. So they meet on a plane ride. Uh, well, they meet on a plane ride, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Not really so much, but we'll get into that later. Um, so he... Tyler Durden is kind of an interesting character to add into there. So before he was... he woke up to see Tyler. Mm-hmm. He was asleep and he was dreaming of the plane uh, pretty much getting destroyed completely. Yeah. And so I think it was interesting for him to just wake up and all of a sudden Tyler's right next to him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I thought it was an interesting career choice what he had because he makes yeah. and sells soap. Soap, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, mm-hmm. You see it on the posters. You see stuff. it on the posters and you see it on everything, mm-hmm. his famous soap. So I thought it was interesting how they just added Tyler into there. And I thought it was an interesting career choice, too, how they decided soap was the right choice, not anything else, just soap. Yeah, I I mean, that's a unique choice. That is a really unique choice. Yeah. (laughs) And, and like, later, a little later on in the film, there was an explosion of the house, of the narrator's house. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you think of that? Okay, so when he, after the explosion, I wasn't really expecting it at all. Mm-hmm. But after the explosion, he thinks about calling Marla to ask if he could stay there. But he decides ultimately against it, mm-hmm. and he go and he goes and calls Tyler, mm-hmm. and he stays at Tyler's house. But what I find interesting is that he'd go to such a new person. Like he literally met him on the plane ride the night of. Yeah. And so I'd say it's kind of interesting to just meet this guy who's really weird, honestly, because mm-hmm. I mean we all knew from the plane, but he was kind of fun i guess you can put it like that and crazy and Mm -hmm. wild but i mean the narrator never had in his life i I mean you can say put it like that and so i thought it was a bit interesting how uh he called him yeah i don't know if i i I definitely wouldn't that's interesting reliability on um tyler's part and uh, the narrator thinking Mm -hmm. such and also they of course you know they eventually go to the bar narrator and tyler uh what do you think when the about the 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 fighting uh, the fighting, I think it was unexpected. Unexpected? Like, I mean, for a movie named I Punch Club, you'd, ex- yeah. you'd expect a fight, I know. Yeah, but expected. I didn't expect it so suddenly without, like, any purpose. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, before I watched the film, I thought Fight Club meant, like, a boxing type thing of a jiggy or something oh, like wow. that. And so, obviously, it's way different. And, yeah. uh, I mean, it's really... Sudden, but I think it's good for the director's part and how he added that just like mm-hmm. that. And do you know when uh, in the movie mm-hmm. Edward Norton punches Brad Pitt's ear mm-hmm. before, oh, really? during the fight? Uh, like his ear lobe or like on the side of his, his ear? ear. Oh, just okay. his ear. And yeah. so uh, that part actually wasn't scripted. So yeah. He, his reaction was genuine there mm-hmm. where he like, like he's kind of angry, I guess you can say, that he punched his ear. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the fight takes place, and they both feel rejuvenated after it. So I guess it's kind of interesting to see how a fight would yeah. bring that sort of life into someone. And, well, and, and like other people joined in as well. Other people joined in later, because they kept on, because then they went back the next day, and they fought, fought again, and then they fought again, and then they fought again. So I thought it was kind of interesting how people just, 
want to fight. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, also, uh, Brad Pitt's character, Tyler Durden, says that he doesn't want to... He hasn't been in a fight and he, does, and he wants sort of like a christening, I guess you can say. Yeah. So, I think it's interesting how people want to be in a fight and don't seem to evade it in that film. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of ironic yeah. in, in a way. And also, a little later on in that, Marla gets an overdose, which was an interesting scene to me. Oh, oh, wh- why did you think that happened? And Marla getting an overdose? Yeah. I mean, I think it was kind of expected knowing Marla's character. Yeah, sure, and her conditions and I mean, and she was kind of really messed up. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting how the narrator didn't go to save her, but it in fact was Tyler who went to save her. Oh yeah, that's right. And that started some sort of relationship between that them. That started a sort of relationship between them. Yeah. And then the next morning I remember that uh he had a weird dream and he was uh talk trying to talk to Tyler, the narrator I mean. Yeah. And he was trying to talk to Tyler about it and then Marla comes in and she's really confused and angry at uh, the narrator yeah which makes him confused in turn mm-hmm. so i guess it was interesting it sort of hinted to what was to come in that film yeah mm-hmm. and as and a little later also as well um he threatened the senator the, the senator, senator yeah, yeah who was okay because at that point fight club had began to start rioting and vandalizing things vehicles mm-hmm. destroying them and yeah businesses so the senator was sort of placed in a no option type position where he had to choose between the safety of the city or letting fight club stay even though he had no idea what that exactly was yeah so it was a pretty simple choice for him but then at that point uh they threatened him mm-hmm. they sort of kidnapped him no not kidnapped him but they sort of sort of took hold of him in the bathroom and they told him not to mess with them, that the people he's going after are the people that he depends on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So That's I think it was kind of an interesting way to say it too from Tyler. And what's interesting is that the narrator was shocked about this. Mm-hmm. He didn't really, he was kind of like, I guess perplexed. He didn't think it would go that far. Yeah. And I mean, he does also end up threatening his boss in mm-hmm. that because he don't want it to be like Tyler. Yeah, he ends up hitting himself, and uh, and like uh, when the boss tried to fire him, mm-hmm. and so he ended up getting what he wanted because the boss, he was saying that the boss was hitting him. Yeah, and so he ended up getting a good deal, I guess you could say from there. And then Project Mayhem, what did you think of that? Okay, so Project Mayhem was really just destroying the city completely, mm-hmm. uh, b- bombing buildings and especially credit buildings. Oh, yeah, so they could erase the debts, I believe. They could erase the debts, yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting how uh, Project Mayhem came to plan without the narrator knowing, even though that was him Mm -hmm. who made the plan. And so, I mean, I think everybody got really intense with it. And, I mean, that also did lead to the death of Bob, a character who was a character played by Meatloaf. And he was, uh, I mean, he was there from the beginning with uh, the narrator because he was part of the support groups, too. Yeah. So I thought it was really interesting the uh, entire ordeal with Project Mayhem, and really I think, I think right, it was inevitable by the time that they began it because these mm-hmm. people began to develop a cult mentality, a cult mentality, yeah. <laughs> and it was really impossible for them to stop thinking like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Jared Leto's character gets beat up really badly by the narrator himself. But he remains in the group because it's a cult-like mentality and yeah. he can't escape it. Mm-hmm. And did you expect that many people would be in Fight Club? Uh, that that were. I mean, 
it ended up being everybody. Yeah. Right, that I know of. It ended up being everybody. So I don't know so much about the credit building being destroyed, if that's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Because the majority of the people in there might have probably were actually in Fight Club. Yeah. And so if that's the case, then how could they not talk about Fight Club if everybody's pretty much yeah, in it? I find it controversial how they say you don't talk about Fight Club and then everybody knows about it. Yeah. So, I mean, really it seems like something you could talk about if everyone's in on it, you know? Yeah. So I mean that's a for such an iconic um, line. phrase or line, it's, it's, it's kind redundant. of yeah, somewhat redundant, <laughs> you know. And I find that kind of funny. And what did you think when you found Tyler? Okay, so at that point he was trying to find Tyler yeah. to try to get him to stop Project Mayhem. Mm-hmm. But then he starts realizing that, uh, in fact, the big plot twist of the entire movie is that he is Tyler. That yeah. They're the same person. It's a he has a sort of disorder, and I mean. I love how they added the scenes before with Tyler and sort of from a different perspective, the outside perspective with yeah. him just being crazy and alone and hitting himself and everything. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of fun, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. But it confuses me as to why people joined in to the fight at first. Yeah. It was just him fighting against himself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I guess it was a really good plot twist. And mm-hmm. I love how, I mean, when he went to the cops and everything, they said that Tyler had warned them about it and that they were they had to like uh, harm him mm-hmm. and so I thought it was interesting how so they it was, was kind of like a dream type yeah. thing right like all in his head mm-hmm. yeah that's a very interesting plot twist and I was kind of unexpected but I, that's probably why the narrator was never named yeah because, because he, he didn't exist <laughs> yeah or that yeah like so that, that was a very interesting plot and um of course that's uh, essentially like the end of the film and um what what did you consider it a success would you consider the film a success well okay the end of the film i think kind of yeah. skipped over yeah we skipped marla over. sort of comes back to him in the building and they sort of watch the explosions mm-hmm. of the building mm-hmm. themselves yeah and so i mean it's kind of like a not a happy ending but sort of at the same time because he didn't die and he ended up quote-unquote killing tyler yeah but he did survive and he ended up being with the girl so but then the city was destroyed so i guess it's sort of like a win-lose situation Mm -hmm. and so i would consider this film a success because of how recognized it still is today Mm -hmm. and how i mean popular everything is with regarding it and it's uh, according to um tiktok it's sigma oh yeah just like american psycho yeah i think that's kind of cringy honestly but i mean whatever it's, yeah. i like the film for its quality and everything yeah. i think it was really good quality and what would you, what would you rate film. the film i'd give it an 8.5 out of 10 and i'd give it a 7.5 since i haven't seen it in a long time but uh from what i remember it was a pretty good film anyway do you have anything else to add alex no i don't have anything else to well thank you everyone for joining us on this episode of inside information we'll see you next week with another film goodbye yeah.